All right, welcome to Calder Cast. We are episode 18. Episode 18, Calder Cast. Yeah, so, it's been a, it's been a while, been a right? Time, but yeah, but you know how it is, so let's move up. It is very hectic, especially when we're trying to, you know, just do our jobs, maintain things, our daily lives, and stuff like that. But we don't really have a set, what? discussion on what we're going to talk about today. We're just going to talk about a lot of things. Yeah. What did you want to get into first? Alright, so Brian, I think we should get into NFTs, which is that's like a big craze now. Um, I know that you mentioned you went to Target and you noticed like they were taking away like the baseball and like Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards that aisle away. <laughs> So let me look I'll, that up and see if that's related to the NFTs. Let me see. Well, yeah, for sure. I I just thought it was um interesting to note that um that's one of the particular craze for NFTs is like having a um kind of valuable valuable like trading card like a token like it's you know valuable that you only have it nobody else has it and in a sense it's like a trading. Okay, so here's the reason. Apparently, the reason that Target is pulling Pokemon cards and trading cards. Let's see. Target said it will pause the sale of Pokemon cards and sports trading cards, citing safety concerns for shoppers and employees. Let's see. MS statement. They said it. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Safety concerns? Yeah. So, let's see. I hate these ads. Okay. So, last week, police in Burfield, Wisconsin, said a fight broke out at a Target store. After a disagreement over cards. Wait, Apparently, come on. Are you serious? Said, You're telling me that. Altercation... Hold on. Police said the altercation ended after a man who had been attacked by four others pulled out his gun. Pokemon trading cards have surged in popularity, leading to shortages. According to the support page for the game, the Pokemon company is aware of the issues tied to higher demand and global shipping constraints. So okay, you're so telling me so it that nothing to do with NFTs. It has nothing to do with NFTs. It's just some stupid. Okay, I don't know. That's that's pretty bizarre. So over a brawl, over a fight, that they're kind of discontinuing. Yeah, but apparently Walmart's doing this. So this is this article says breaking down what's next for trading card sales at Target, Walmart, and elsewhere. Target, as you know, has suspended all in-store sales. So you said Walmart. So you, what, what about that? Walmart? What did you say about Walmart? I'm just trying to skim through this article to see if I could find the vice president of toys. I spoke to the bar this week, and they are committed to this category. Okay, the category of trading cards. But they've got a brand that they have to protect as well. And what happened in Milwaukee, they shut down the shopping center for an hour. The Trader Joe's there and other stores it wasn't a good look. So just because of a freaking fight, somebody pulled out a gun. They're kind of overreacting, jeez. It was basically just a, a big brawl that broke out at a Target, and so that's why they're... But it seems like you can go to, like, Walgreens still and CVS to buy trading cards. So it's nothing... But that's just crazy. That's the reason why Target's discontinuing their baseball card trading card section because of a fight. I don't know. Well, I feel the like there might be another reason. Out, I guess. The guy who's getting beat up pulled out a gun. I guess Target just didn't like that, <laughs> So let's move on with the story, and let's go on with our next topic, which is non-fungible tokens. That's what the whole title is. Um, that's what an NFT is, or 
stands for. So I just want to briefly t uh, just uh, I guess make it known that um, a non-fungible token is a unit of data stored on a digital ledger called a blockchain. So similarly, like you know, Bitcoin or Ethereum, since that's you know the two major blockchains right now. Um, so it, it certifies a digital asset to be unique and therefore not be interchangeable. So like a trading card game or, you know, it doesn't have to be pertaining towards a, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh card or like a, you know, whatever trading card. Um, it could be like a lot of other things from my understanding. Um, NFTs can be used to represent items such as photos, videos, audio, and other types of digital files. So accessing any type of copy, uh, copy of original file, however, is re restricted to the buyer of the N NFT, meaning it, it, why it's so valuable. It's like you're the only one that can have that uh, certain NFT. So while these copies are digital items available for anyone to obtain, any NFTs are tracked on blockchains to provide the owner of a proof of ownership that is separate from the copyright. So that's just a little, uh, I guess, little description of what a nft is and what we're going to be diving into uh on our guess yeah. first topic second topic so i guess the first one-off nft was created in 2014 uh at a conference called the seven on seven conference in new york city it represents the first time a non-fungible tradable blockchain market with electricity via on a on-chain metadata Link to a unique work of art. So, Brian, did you just say that in 2014 it was practically like the first NFT that was like basically announced? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what 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 was it called again? Uh, it didn't give me a name here, but in 2015, this is the first NFT project called Ethereum, oh. and so it was launched at DevCon One, which is Ethereum's first developer conference in in London, in the UK. Oh wow! It was just launched. It was launched just three months after they launched Ethereum. Yeah, I, I just thought it was noticeable that it has like a similar name to Ethereum. Yeah, you it's, said, called, it's called Ethereum. Ethereum. Yeah. They had 457 purchasable and tradable hexagonal tiles that went unsold for more than five years until March 13, 2021, when renewed interest in NFC sparked a buying frenzy. Within 24 hours, all the tiles of the current version and a prior version, each hard-coded to one Ethereum, were sold for a total of $1.4 million. And this is back, they launched it in 2015, but it didn't get bought until 2021 when it started blowing up again. So you said it didn't really like make noticeable recognition until, what, the year 2021? Yeah, March 13, 2021. Gotcha. So I guess it's, it's because, uh, like, Ethereum, I guess, unlike Bitcoin, has a, they have a system for creating tokens and storage built right into the blockchain so you don't need any third-party platforms say that again so you don't need any third-party platforms so go ahead because and ethereum the ethereum blockchain uh it has a system for creating tokens so you don't need a third party to help create the tokens or store the tokens because you can store them on the ethereum blockchain i guess unlike uh unlike bitcoin and other token-based platforms like, it says. Like, are you mentioning, like, kind of saying on, like, having, like, a separate wallet to store your Bitcoin, you just, it's stored directly on the network, Ethereum? 
Yeah, like the third party example they gave is a counterparty, but I don't really know what that is because they don't even have it's not even a clickable link, so I can't even read about counterparties. Yeah, because I wonder, I wonder if Ethereum is like the same as like Bitcoin, where I mean, there's multiple wallets for Bitcoin, and you can like have you know different wallets and have it stored, you know, and then basically I wonder if it's pretty similar where you can have multiple wallets and just have different uh, cryptocurrency. On that wallet. So in 2018, Decentraland, which is a blockchain-based virtual world, raised $26 million in an initial coin offering and had a $20 million internal economy as of September 2018. Or I guess Decentraland, we should look into that, the whole blockchain-based virtual world. Yeah, you mentioned it was Decentraland? Yeah. Okay. Definitely, we'll dive into that. Um, so since we're on the topic of NFTs, I wanted to bring up one of the articles that I have up right now, and it just it just mentions um so we're gonna have all the links you know posted as always so it mentions NFT storage, um a new service created by Filecoin and Pinata aims to preserve the integrity of non fungible tokens so that basically means um so for users out there, Filecoin is another cryptocurrency. I'm guessing it's, I'm assuming Pinata is another cryptocurrency. But the different thing between, you know, Filecoin, it's a storage um, cryptocurrency. So if you buy into the token, you're buying into like, you can get, you can dive into that, but you're buying into like space storage that you can rent out. So I guess. Filecoin has taken advantage of this NFT craze where um, they're aiming to like preserve the integrity and lifetime of your NFT to where it's like it will never disappear and it's guaranteed to never disappear and then it will always be around on the internet. So this article just briefly goes into um, mentioning about the decentralized storage service to preserve the digital content associated with the NFTs. Um, so basically, uh, this free service allows their users to save their NFT data's metadata and content off-chain. They, I guess, Filecoin announced this protocol, a new service uh, called NFT.Storage, and uh, I know that you can go ahead and partic participate in purchasing uh, tokens for Filecoin on a, a lot of uh, the, uh, popular exchange, uh, cryptocurrency exchange websites. But that's just a little, um, just a little dive into like what's going on into even just NFTs and uh, just particularly cryptocurrency where um, this company is trying to head this uh, the future of technology. It's kind of crazy the way you know we're in an interesting time. With technology, Brian. Yeah, I mean, I just looked up that Decentraland thing. And, I mean, apparently, like, you can buy and sell land, estates, avatar wearables, and names in the Decentraland marketplace. Stocking the very best digital goods and paraphernalia backed by the Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just about to mention that. I was going to say that practically Ethereum kind of started that all where you can, like, have... Uh virtual contracts 
and you know Bitcoin was just the start of having you know virtual currency but Ethereum really like expanded the idea of what a decentralized blockchain could do yeah this is pretty interesting you can explore lands owned by other users and experience incredible yeah. scenes and structures from a space adventure to medieval dungeon maze, entire villages crafted from the minds of community members. It's, it's kind of crazy because it kind of looks like a video game, but it's like a lot yeah, more than yeah. that. Oh, I have to do it on a laptop, but it, the, the, the link is literally play.decentraland.org. Oh, wow, okay. Are you on yeah. your laptop? Yeah, check it out. Let me know if you can like play around on there because I wasn't able to access them on my phone. And it, it says it wasn't available. It's only available for desktop. Well, it's interesting because it sounds like it's a, a first... So it's a decentralized video game? Or because it says it's the... Immerse yourself into the first world fully owned by its user. So first virtual world owned by its user. So bit, so this looks... This kind of reminds me like back in the day when I heard of... Uh, they were coming out with like Avatar... And it was like this new online virtual place where you have a like uh, you know avatar character that you know represents you in real life and it looks like you and it's practically kind of reminding me of when PlayStation had the Sony um, I kind of forgot the name but they had like a PlayStation not the Play Store. I don't know if it was a Play Store, but it was a PlayStation where you can log in and connect to the PlayStation Network and basically socialize and do many things with like on the PlayStation. Uh, whoever had a PlayStation, other users you can log in and meet. But they did later discontinued that. But kind of reminds me of that. Well, like, even like VR games now are like like they're like you can hang out. Like there are spots you can hang out. They have uh, like different rooms you can go to. And there are rooms where, like, they're playing a movie, and you're VR, you're watching a movie. You're, like, at the movies in a VR world, watching a movie, you know what I mean? Oh, wow, that's pretty interesting. It's, yeah. So you're, you're, you're in a video game with your friends watching, like, a video of a movie? Yeah, like, it could be, like, a real movie. Like, they'll be playing, like, The Hulk or Inception, and, like, you'll just meet up with, yeah, we can meet up there, all virtual. Wow, that is pretty crazy to think about. We are that far ahead into the future from when well, from when we were growing up when um practically the iPod Nano color was like, you know, insane. Oh, there's colorful, you know, technology and I'm pretty sure that's they introduced the the iPod Nano when it first started having a camera on the on the MP3 player. So yeah. So we definitely have come then, a long way. In yeah, so it's really, it's going to be really interesting to see where the whole virtual aspect of life goes, you know? Like, what if that's going to be, like, the new life, you know? I mean, it, it reminds me of a movie, because there's a movie out there where it they people connect into the virtual world. Yeah? Like, yeah, uh, and then, like, they basically work. live their life through the virtual world. Or, or, through the virtual world and, and they like, get upgrades and their, stuff but like that. They're, like, in their house, right? Yeah. And they're like yeah. all yeah. I remember that. I think I remember that movie. But um it'd be helpful to know that movie's name, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean since I'm on the computer, I wonder if I can type it in and it'll like find it. What was it like? Uh people Yeah, uh while you're looking for it, I guess I'll uh bring up that recently uh something that's been blowing up in the news is all this UFO stuff. Apparently there's more links 
or more leaked videos from the Pentagon. Oh wait, more uh, leaked videos of UFOs from the Pentagon were dropped. Yeah, yeah. like they have uh, UFOs that like, go in the water, like they fly into the ocean. So I'm wondering if it's like like a bigger plot into like trying to convince us like there's a bigger enemy out there and it's aliens. Well, I mean, if you know Project Bluebeam. Project Bluebeam, they talk about, you know, basically they're taking the steps to uh, fake an alien invasion to get us all under one world government, you know? And so, like, and what, what is the this project is, called like, again, sorry? Project, I think it's called Project Bluebeam. Uh, there might be other projects associated with it, but I know, like, I've heard that one of the, like, steps in this project is to, like, whether it's, like, holograms or, you know, real event, you know, they uh, haven't quote-unquote alien attack and then the i think it's in the document that they plan to like have like projections of religious figures uh from different parts of the world come and speak and talk about like one world peace and all that projections that i lose you what kind of projections like like when big you projections when you say projections yeah, i'm thinking like a hologram the... like a holographic yeah exactly yeah a, a holographic hologram, yeah. They already did that with Tupac back in the day, remember that? The Tupac hologram? Yeah, well, that was pretty crazy where that technology was around where they can actually show Tupac that yeah. looked like he was walking on the stage. Yep, holding up his chains and everything. Yep. And the, the, that was like five years ago, you know, so that technology's only gotten better. I wonder why they chose Tupac to, like, you know, holograph Tupac. I mean, it's probably just like... Oh, let them see that. But you notice you've never seen anything else other than that, you know? It's like they let, they let it slip through, they give you like a little sneak preview, and then they take it away. You know, you don't see any holograms of anybody else. That's true. So yeah, apparently, so whether these UFO sightings are legit, or if it's all a pre-planned, pre-planned PSYOP, you know? <laughs> like the current one we're already in? Yeah. Alrighty, well, I'm still on a mission to find like, the exact movie <laughs> I was talking about. But to further into our NFTs, I'm I'll definitely give the links for our sources, but just a little like kind of just like a brief explanation of what possibilities and NFTs are or what I've come across. So this guy, uh, this pin was created by, I guess his name is Luca Donisic and. I guess he's selling his NFT pin for 7 Ethereum, which equals $18,576.95. It's just crazy, because to me, it looks like he has a pin, but it's a digital pin, so it's just spinning around. So I'm wondering if, like, that's it? If that that's just the NFT? Like, that's what you bought for 7 Ethereum tokens? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just a token. You know? And then, so that's one example of what you could possibly buy. And uh, there's like other websites, stores that you can visit, that marketplaces that you can buy NFTs at. And I think one of them is Crypto.com, where you can see like, for example, like people buy like sports racing videos and they could sell it they can just like briefly show it to you on the on the website but is this all very interesting to like where this is going 
And I know Brian, I, I'm pretty sure I still have that that link, but you sent me a, an NFT where horses are racing and you can pretty much like kind of buy in or gamble oh. with like... That's not really like, an NFT. That's just kind of like, it, they call it just races, you know, like you bet a certain amount. I really, I don't really understand the full scope of how it works, but I know it's like whichever one like ha- wins, like that, anybody who like bet on that, like they pretty much split the profit. Really, it's just, I don't know, it's really, it's just really complicated to me because like, you know, we're not like on the internet all the time, so we're not up to date anymore. Yeah, that's stuff. like another reason why, like this is all very interesting and this is new for the both of us. Where we're we're both learning as we go. Um, so t- to talk about that uh, race thing we were talking about. So what is this? Were you able to find the link? Yeah. So I was able to find some type of link. Uh, so basically, it tells me horse racing is a big business. It's a widely popular avenue for gambling enthusiasts. Why are horse races so popular for gamblers, though? For starters, these races offer a huge opportunity for payouts. When betting on horses, it's often easy to choose the level of risk you want to take based on the odds. For those willing, for those willing to accept the less favorable odds, the pot can be that much bigger should they win. There are also a wide variety of different bets which can be placed on races, giving those who participate in sort of many avenues for success. Horse races, betting is a form of entertainment which can appeal to both novice and advanced participants. While it's possible to choose a very simple option, it's still accessible to have fun and take the time to learn and how it works for you and more options available to you. Unfortunately, it seems that many of the most popular European sports bookers have not quite caught on the cryptocurrency craze. Those who are a fan of traditional sports books such as Ladbrokes or Bet365 may have noticed that they are lacking in cryptocurrency options and most big sport books don't offer the option of betting on horse races there are there are of course a few exceptions which may offer some betting on major races such as Kentucky Derby but someone who is truly a fan of the sport will likely be disappointed by the lack of options <laughs> available finding a good finding a good a good I, I think that's a typo because this is finding a good a good cryptocurrency <laughs> based on a horse betting book will likely be your biggest challenge when looking to take up this hobby or expand your existing hobby into a realm of cryptocurrency. But in this article, you'll go over some options you can use to that are crypto friendly. So that was just basically diving into how to get into gambling for horse racing uh, for cryptocurrency. But yeah, it's very interesting um, on like how this all works. Um, so. When you show me that video, was it a was it a virtual horse race? Like, is that how that works? Yeah, it was virtual. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And I'll make sure um, at the podcast links or the sources we'll, we'll we'll have that all for our users, so we're not leaving them in the dark. And then, um, so sitting right here, I'm scrolling through some articles, and apparently, a Chinese artificial sun experimental fusion reactor sets world record. For superheated plasma time, the reactor got more than 10 times hotter than the core of the sun, sustaining a temperature of 160 million degrees Celsius for 20 seconds. So China is working on a fake sun. I heard that briefly on my way to work one of the days on the radio. That's interesting. So they, so were they successful with making their own, like, 
son? I mean, they're making, they're taking the steps. So they got, they have this core, this reactor core, that got hotter than the sun, and they were able to hold that heat for 20 seconds. Wow. Say, so were they? It was able to get as hot as the sun for 20 seconds. Hotter than the sun. Oh wow, that's crazy. Ten times hotter than the sun. I'm gonna send you that link so you can include it. Um, yeah, send me the link to the podcast number. Uh, but that kind of goes into also uh, on our moon episode. We talked about China's also working on artificial moons to light up their sky. Wasn't it also in the news where like th- they're trying to like block out the sun? With, like, Elon Musk satellite or something like that? I think that was a Bill Gates thing. He's trying to shoot, like, a, a talk to, to slow down global warming. Yeah, but isn't there, like, a whole movie on that called, like, uh, uh, not Iceland, but Greenland? Isn't it called, like, Greenland? I'm not sure. But let me tell, let me tell you, like, the, the realm of the, the movie. So, basically, there's these... I guess satellites, you can will. I guess you can call it, if you will, that basically control the weather. So, th- so in this whole new world, I think there's no more like tornadoes. There's no more hurricanes, stuff like that. If I'm getting it right, but somewhere along the line, someone has bad intentions. And someone up at the main control station at like you know one of the satellites tries to control it and take over and basically starts heating up the world and making the world hotter. Um, but I don't want to like put that on a hundred percent because I like that's vaguely what I remember what the movie is about. I wish I remember the title, but it's just interesting to like how like what movies that used to be seem so sci-fi and like futuristic or now like oh yeah yeah, we have like uh neuralink and like yeah satellites just you know are up uh sorry what was that there's more truth in fiction in the fiction movies than there is you know like in the news and i mean i'm starting to you know realize that now it's crazy so um since we're still kind of you know talking about nfts um i'm on this website called the crypto cats so it goes to mention the the new NFT craze, the crypto cats. 111 cats created manually and, uni- and uniquely, or each. Let me let me see that. 111 cats created manually and uniquely, or each one can be officially owned by a single person on the Ethereum blockchain. This website, for example, offers these NFTs called crypto cats, and they're uniquely collectible with proof of ownership stored on the Ethereum blockchain. So the project was uh, was inspired by the modern crypto art movement. So see, it's, it's another movement with the NFTs. It's uh, pushing art. So NFTs can be, you know, form of art. So it goes on to mention they're one of the first non-fungible tokens. Crypto cats are 111 <coughs> cats made by a single artist, anonymous for the moment. Uniquely created manually, no two are alike, and each one can be officially owned by a single person on the Ethereum blockchain. So as it goes to mention this block, this market, you can buy, bid, and offer cats for sale. Um, I will also include this link in the description, but they also showed a list of cats of the, you know, different um, imagery, different different designs, what the cats look like, what this artist created. And it goes on to mention what a crypto cat is. It's just a drawing. It's a uniquely created, all anonymous 
drawing by an artist. Um, like I said, these NFTs can be many things, valuable to you know whoever deems valuable, and it's 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 the next basically the trading card games of the future digital era. Yeah. I guess I'll just quick since I'm on the website and talking about it. It basically just goes on okay. to mention that NFTs work on the same principle as cryptocurrencies as Bitcoin, which I mentioned earlier on this podcast, and so they're based on the a blockchain and therefore unforgivable, unreversible, and unreproducible, which makes them valuable. Unlike cryptocurrencies, however, they are not interchangeable, and in being each non-fungible, this allows their purchasers to truly own the digital rights of their work, whether an image or an animation or a video. And then it goes on to mention this work is also totally secure since it's registered on the blockchain. As a reminder, the blockchain is a technology for a storing and transmi transmitting and transmitting and transmission of inf information, which transparent, secure, and operates without a central control of body. I'm gonna end it there. I'm gonna leave the link so other users can just go ahead and check that out. But it's just interesting to like, how do you keep from somebody not recording the video of your NFT that you recently purchased, or you know what I'm saying? How do you keep somebody from like? Control, copy, pasting your image. Right. Well, I guess it could get to the point where they'll just sue you. Okay, like so it's it's, it's to that point. If you bought an NFT, they can get a lawyer. Yeah, basically. Yeah, you can actually, I guess, like take it to like actual like ramifications now. It's not like a YouTube video where oh, you just stole my video. YouTube will take it down. You know. Or like back then when it was like oh yeah, everybody's taking things left and right. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, because it's just a viral video, so it's posted everywhere. You know. Yeah. You want to hear a crazy story? I sent you the link. Yeah, um, yeah. Go ahead and South start with Africa. it. It's about what? So, a, this is out of South Africa, the Business Insider South Africa. A rogue killer drone hunted down a human target without being instructed to, the UN report said. A deadly drone hunted down a human target without being instructed to. The incident took place during clashes in Libya last year, the Daily Star the Daily Star reported experts are sounding the alarm about the lack of regulation around the lack of regulation around using killer robots. Apparently, a weaponized drone sent down a human target without being told to do so for the first time. You know what this is the reminding me of? The movie Eagle Eye. Yeah. In March 2020, they, the incident saw a Carger II quadcopter. I guess that's the drone. Autonomously attack a human during a conflict between Libyan government forces and a breakaway military faction led by the Libyan National Army, Khalifa Haftar. I can't read that, sorry. Turkish, Turkish built Cargo 2, a deadly attack drone designed for asymmetric warfare and anti terrorist operations targeted one of hostage soldiers while he tried to retreat. The drone, which can be directed to detonate on impact, was operating in a highly effective autonomous mode that required no human controller. The lethal weapons were systems were programmed to attack targets without requiring data connectivity between the operator and the munition. In effect, a true fire, forget, and find capability. So apparently, just I guess it didn't need, need instructions, it just needed to attack a human. So yeah, dude, AI is officially taking over. Uh, Skynet is officially here. We're ruled under AI. It happened in 2020. This happened in 2020, which is uh, and it's just being reported on now. Don't you find that interesting how they have these 
stories that happened, or I mean incidents in life that happened, and then they go ahead and publish the article like whenever they feel like it. Yeah, so that's interesting. I sent you that link so you can post it. It looks like there's a video here that may be talking about it, but because um I know we discussed it on a previous podcast. Oh, and but... then I feel the text world here. LG apparently not in their phones anymore. They're just sticking with home appliances. Sorry, hold on, hold on. I'm having trouble a little bit hearing you. What about LG? The company LG, they're not going to make cell phones anymore. They're just sticking with home appliances like stoves and fridges and shit. Oh, no way. LG is discontinuing on making phones? I mean, yeah, I didn't read the article, but I just saw the headline. Well, that's, that's news for me. That's okay. I guess nobody's really buying their phones. <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess nobody's really going to miss that. <laughs> well, it's just like slimming up the market, I guess. Kind of like how our... Uh, Market's already slim for cellular networks. Like, yeah. You know, there's only like three. Or, I mean, big... I wonder if it's like even like, oh, they just, I don't know, it's probably such a hassle to create a phone because you probably have to do so much government regulation, you know? You can't just like put a phone out there, you know? Um, and then I guess, uh, did we talk about Bill Gates being divorced? I don't think we talked about that in the last episode. Well, I know we, we've been going through a lot of things about Bill Gates and who he's tied with. But before we start diving into Bill Gates, did you want to dive into, um, I think this is one of the articles that we had uh, lined up in the past when we were trying to get this podcast in grocery stores where they could be here within the, the next five years. And it's funny because it's like, aren't they already in grocery stores? Don't we have Impossible Meat and like Impossible Burger and like... Well, I think they're, what they're saying is, like, they're just going to label it as meat still. It's just going to be lab-grown. They're not even going to tell you that, oh, it's not real meat. They're just going to say, oh, it's meat. <laughs> oh, see, isn't that a little bit deceiving, though? I mean, hey, isn't it deceiving that uh, you get, like, fruit punch from the store and it lasts four months, but you make it yourself and it only lasts, like, two days? That's very true. It's all about that dollar. It's all about the dollar. But uh, uh, Bill Gates, he's actually uh, one of the people behind all those. Lab-grown meats, you know, bought up all this farmland. Uh, now him and his wife are getting a divorce, which, if you like, I don't know, in that world, I feel like the divorce is just like a business move, you know? Like, Jeff Bezos and his wife split up, but, like, they probably still be business partners. And then, as far as I know, the foundation is still called Bill and Gates Foundation. Sorry, what was that? I'm having a little bit of a hard time hearing you. Uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is on their, like, it's still called Bill and Melinda Gates, you know? Like, yeah, I figured they won't change that. I figured that would still be the same. But it's just interesting how that whole thing pops up about them getting a divorce, them Melinda wanting to separate because of her being oops truly disgusted with her husband about what she finds out with the what was the current raid on one of their lodges in Wisconsin, one of the homes that they lived in. Um and just like yeah. his connection with Jeffrey Epstein and stuff like that. Well, I mean apparently he even spent like time with his ex girlfriend, you know, so it's just like I wonder why now they're just getting a divorce when he was like spending time with his girlfriend back in like the 90s, the, the late 90s. And Melinda knew about it, right? I mean, she had to, because it says that he was spending time with her, like, every year. 
Yeah, yeah. Bigger than me. So then, um, I wish my connection was a little bit better. I'm not having a hard time bringing up some of these, these articles. So I have one of them brought up about Amazon, how Amazon wants to basically be the next pharmacy or pharmaceutical company. So the tech giant yeah, isn't that may be crazy opening that its that own time. pharmacies and Google wants to mine patient data. So uh, yep. <laughs> like you said, I, you mentioned something about Google being in partners with uh, one of the health websites, WebMD or something like that. Basically, these tech giants, like the tech companies, are going outside of the tech world. You know, and now they're starting to put their hands, even like Bill Gates from Tech Giant, and now he's creating our food, well, you know? Yeah, even that's like the whole reason why Bill Gates stepped down, or even possibly the reason why Jeff Bezos is stepping down from Amazon, is to pursue their philanthropist ideals into like branching out into other things besides technology, incorporating into everyday life, <laughs> where like you said, like, you know, healthcare, Bill Gates is, you know, buying up farmland throughout the states, a lot throughout, you know, Florida, and how he's, you know, getting into, you know, backed with Monsanto's and his Bill and Gates and Melinda Gates Foundation, and how they are, you know, pushing this lab-grown meat and stuff like that. It's all pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So, it wasn't like WebMD, it was Mayo Clinic. So, I guess in yeah, 2019... Google signed a deal with Mayo Clinic to manage and parse health records for insights, expanding the cloud computing and data analytic, which would provide for, for better performance. So, yeah, so Google has access to your, uh, what's it called, HIPAA rights, your HIPAA violation, that's a violating your HIPAA, you know, for healthcare. Yeah. But that's one of the things, you price you pay for for having convenience. Where, you know, how, like, there's, like, those AKGs on your wrists, you know, Apple Watch or whatever that can, you know, tell your health or whatever. But it's probably just being constantly streamed yeah. to a database that can be, like, e easily breached or hacked. Yeah. Well, I know uh, it's not so big anymore, but for a while the whole Asian hate was kind of huge. And then um, I don't really watch the Oscars, but I heard that, like, a lot of the winners were just Asian people. What is this, like, some sort of narrative they're trying to push? Like, what, like, it's... I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Another thing that I wanted to mention, and I don't know if you saw the videos that were circulating, but, like, I guess these people who took the COVID-19 vaccine, they were having, like, magnets stick to their arm. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Oh, and one thing about Amazon... Is, uh, they're trying to buy MGM. They, I've, I've heard they already did. I think they already made the deal. Oh wow. Yeah, I think they made the deal. They're trying, they're like spreading their wings through like the video or like the whole movie like Rome yep. too. Yeah. Dude, it's an empire. So not all those MGM movies. Yep. It's an empire. It's a monopoly. That's what it is. It's a monopoly. And like, say what you will, with the three like main big tech like cellular companies, AT and T, Verizon. Sprint, but I mean, think about what you know, technology you know through like, I guess Microsoft, Apple, Apple just buys up all the small-time you know competitors like Microsoft, buying up all the small-time uh, uh, game makers. I know, I know they recently Stadia or something like one of the game yeah. makers was recently bought out by Microsoft. Um, Apple just, you know, buys out smaller 
application companies. I know they recently bought out uh, Dark Sky, which was an app for the weather on like the iPhone. Hmm. Um, even way back then, in like 1999, early 2000, Google bought bought out Blogger, which is a popular blogging site. So it's just like yeah. it's a it's a major trend for buying out the eating up the smaller guys. Yeah. So. That's what happens, you know, the big companies just gobble up the smaller guys. Yeah, well, I mean, staying in the world of tech, uh, so if you own a Tesla Model 3 or Model Y, then uh, it's now possible that the in-car camera either is or soon will be monitoring you while, you in, while you're in autopilot. That's just while you're in autopilot. Who knows, they could probably be spying on you even when you're not in autopilot, you know? Why do they need to be having, like, this camera that looks at you in... in Side. Like, why do they need that camera? Let me see if it explains it. I mean, is it, you know, quote unquote, to say, oh, you're, you're not sleeping when it's an autopilot, or like, your hands are on the steering wheel when it's an autopilot, to making sure you're, you know, cooperating with the, you know, standards of law. I don't know. Let's Everything's see. just being more, says... more and more surveillance. Yeah, so it says the reason is Tesla's going to rely on the camera vision and neural net processing to deliver autopilot, full self-driving, and certain active safety features. Basic-ass statement right there. Sounds like a good PR statement. Yeah, there it says it's mainly used to detect spacing and objects around it for things like blind spots, collisions, warnings and automatic emergency braking and more but so they're moving it from a radar sensors uh system to a camera based system that's very weird so they were so heavily so reliant so like the, the exact details haven't been revealed yet but it's uh, i guess it's for the new model 3 and model y owners i guess you can disable they disable it in the settings but i mean again they have access you know yeah you can let them disable it but they, they can well, activate it on there and you know. What's this whole like push towards electric vehicles where we need to like that's the future. Have you noticed that where like there's a major jump towards where we're trying to like ban gas vehicles? Yeah, well I don't know if you I don't know if you remember, but in school they always told us that oil's not renewable. But we've been using gas and oil for for years, forever, you know? Yeah. And maybe maybe they claim it's not renewable. But what if it's just man-made, you know? Yeah, just like everything else. Like, you know how diamonds can be now man-made? Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't need to be d digging, digging up dirt for a diamond. You know, you can man-made diamond now. You know, synth synthetic diamonds. Yeah, make it in the lab. So, I wouldn't put it past it. You can't, you can't put it past anything nowadays. Especially, I mean, remember few years back when like th they announced that yeah the Harry Potter invisible cloak is basically practically real and they have like the technology for it but then you know it's just like you come to find out oh well the, the military have been already been done already had that technology you know <laughs> that can disguise like airplanes it's, in the sky it's just like uh it's like going back to the holograms you know it's like they give you that like sample like oh that technology is real but then, like, oh, you'll see it once and never see it again for a while. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's a, that brings up a good, uh, another good discussion where they bring up a certain um, article or, like, a certain news article that comes up. And it seems very important, but it just gets brushed under the rug by other articles that are, like, 
far less important, and you're still wondering, like, you know, it's kind of like it went cold and went to, like, a cold case, and you're still wondering, like, well, is that, or is that, are they still pursuing this, you know, incident that happened that took place that date? It just seems like, you know, after, yeah. day after the next, it's just like there's a new article that just gets flooded and, you know, drowns out the next article, and you kind of forget about it. Hmm. Generally, uh, the technology is getting crazier, you know, and it's getting to the point where it's just like how, how, how much longer could they hide their technology, you know? I don't even know anymore. And, uh, you know, we're living in a crazy world, man, and, I mean, UFOs are now mainstream, uh, Bitcoin, NFTs are all taken off. Yep, those are all uh, mainstream now. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like every time we do an episode, there's always like something crazy going on now. In a progressing world, especially, especially crazy to see yeah. it all too, like see it evolve from when we were growing up and going into school from when there was the Zoom, the first iPod, you know, the first, you know, having phones where you pay by minutes and then, you know, getting the first iPhone yeah, right. 3G, yeah. you know, from CD players to, you know, the iPhone 3G, that was a major, major, major jump in history. Yep. I mean, even, it's just, it's all like ramping up. I don't know what's going to be leading to, but, you know. Uh, Israel, I don't know, we didn't talk about it, but, you know, this conflict between Palestine and Israel, and, um, the U.S. is good friends with Israel, so it's gonna really put a lot of, a lot of eyes on the relationship there between the U.S. and Israel. Follow, you know, follow the podcast, you know, we try to post as often as we can, but we're everyday folk, you know? We're just trying to make ends meet, and this is just something we love to do, trying to get out the podcast. As well yeah, as the, little new news articles on the podcast website. Sorry for cutting yeah, off, Brian. What were you gonna say? No, I was just saying the same thing. Check out the website. We have articles there. More articles, hopefully, to come. Um, yeah, we're just keep following Collier Cast. We're trying to give you the news as we see it. We'll progressively, you know, get better as we continue to do this. But it's just something that you know we'll continue to do, pushing out podcast episodes, articles on the CollierCast.com website. Um, just, you know, like you said, news as we see it, you know, current news, stuff we want to get to you, to your ears. Yeah, well, all right. All right. Um, from Collier Cat, this is Justin and Brian. Signing off.